Excellent. All right. So episode number one of uh, Forge Not Made. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jamie, part of the 9FNK team, and I'm going to let him start off so I don't butcher it with uh, introducing himself and giving us a brief uh, background of, well, what he's done with his life and why he's uh, with us now. So, Jamie, just in, uh, you know, probably less than a minute, two minutes, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no worries. Uh, uh, my name's Jay, or Jamie. Um, joined uh, the Army about 24 years ago, uh, originally in the infantry. Uh, did 22 years in the infantry, uh, specialising in either uh, a sniper, a reconnaissance, uh, or sort of brigade reconnaissance. Uh, and then uh, processed into the uh, the JTAC role, and uh, from the JTAC role went through the like the C course, the, the CQ course, uh, the instructor course, and then uh, the evaluator course. And then uh, I was lucky enough to get to the school uh, to teach at the the UK's uh, premier school, and uh, yeah, recently left and uh, working in the Middle East, doing exactly the same job. Yeah, and. Uh... Cool. So, so me and Jamie, we uh, we know each other obviously through the JTAC in world, and then our worlds sort of came together more permanently when we were both at the the school. Um, but obviously, you're now out, Jamie. Can you tell us a yes. little bit about um, obviously how you came to be inside of Nine FNK? Well, it's um, it was. Clearly, when we were we were deployed stateside, working yep. with uh, special individuals, yeah, and uh, um, it was just uh, I was at the magic moment when uh, you had the light bulb moment, yeah. And, uh, we both well, kind of both had the light bulb moment, and yeah, it's I think I think if it, it kind of goes after the nine foot nightclub sort of like uh, aura. You, you see, if if you're working with special people you kind of think outside the box. Um, and I, I think we were outside the box that night. And from what one guy said to us, that we had the light bulb moment, yeah, Knife at Night Killers was was born as, an, as of that moment. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was very random. Um, and it's interesting now, you know, a, a year, well, almost two years on from that moment, but like a year on from when we sort of... Uh, took the plunge and made the website live and all that kind of stuff that we, like even we have a deeper understanding of what we're doing now than what we did, like what we were looking at back then. Oh and, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like evolved. Um, we've both grown into it. Um, and it's, you know, looking at all the, all the, all the great people we work with it's you know, and you know, some of the foundations we're looking at, uh, looking into sponsoring as well. Well, not sponsoring, but you know, sort of the charity side of things. You know, this it, it all makes sense. It, it's all starting to come together, and you know, there's, there's some really, really special people out there that um, you know have been all had input to make nine FK. It's a, it's a, it's beginning of something big, I believe. Yeah, and I think I think that's what it is. I don't think I think it's just a realization. I think we're just getting a deeper understanding of what we are. I don't think uh, necessarily, um, you know, it 
it will evolve. But I mean, I think that every time we talk about it, we're like, yeah, yeah, that's what we are. That's what we are. And I think we, everyone inside their own minds kind of knew what we were from the beginning, but articulating that has been the, uh, the most interesting part. And, and I think the more that we've talked about it, um, the more uh, it starts to make uh, sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So um, just uh, like completely jumping out of that then, Jamie. So what do you think if you like look back, obviously, on your 24 years in the army? What if you go all the way back to the start? What would have been like? Because I think it's interesting. There'll be, there's, I'm actually surprised at the number of followers that we have who are young guys, both UK and stateside, who ask questions about um, joining the military. And yeah. I would like to say, like, what is, do you think, the best moment you can remember from going through the basic training pipeline? Because it's memories that you can't delete, if you know what I mean. Oh, that, that, that is, that's so true. Um, for instance, you know, uh, I think I was at my 23-year point, so a year from retiring. And I bumped into someone that I did my basic training with, I don't know, yeah, 23 years prior to that. Not seen him since. Um, not seen him for those 23 years. And literally, it was literally like uh, like I saw him yesterday. Yeah. Um, straight up to him. You know, once you go through that, when you, once you go from civilian and that transition through that, that the basic military training, either UK or US or anywhere uh, in the Western world, uh, you're, you're broken down and then you built back up uh, and how the, the military want, to, want you to be. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, it, it, it was, it, it, we're still great mates, uh, even though we haven't seen each other for 20 years. Uh, but it was, it was literally, it was, it was amazing. Good to see him. And once you make those friends in those basic training, that is, uh, I think that's, that's my key, my key moment of basic training. Uh, my yeah. first impression of the army is the, is the, the, the immediate friends you make, the ones that will stick, stick through the whole basic training are the ones you will uh, remember for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause I, I recorded some other podcasts and I need to like uh, edit them and push them out. But uh, it's funny. Every time I talk to someone, it's like, Oh, I haven't seen this guy for 20 years. I haven't seen this guy for five years. I haven't seen this guy for whatever. And it, and, it, and that's the one uh, sort of thing that happens with us. We, um, time has no sort of effect on, on that bond that you have. And I think when we talk about like nine FNK in the early days, uh, we were saying things like that. We were lucky. We were spot, like we were spoiled and we didn't realize that we'd grown up in this world with this like growth mindset where it was always about push the needle, move it forward. How on earth can we be better tomorrow by learning from our mistakes uh, today and because we were surrounded by that uh, we didn't find it abnormal but then you start to realize that that is abnormal it isn't the norm and there's so many people out there in isolation with that i'm not saying not with that without that mindset they have it as well but they're living in isolation whereas you and i have been very fortunate in as much as we've been permanently surrounded by it and it's only taken I think us coming to the school and then obviously moving out into the civilian world to see that that doesn't exist everywhere. And what's fantastic about Nine Foot Nightclubs is that we can bring people together that are isolated and, and promote, you know, and lift up that mindset wherever it is. And I think the bonds that we found with, I mean, some of the people 
um, just in the last like two to three months. I think they'll be like uh, friendships we have for a lifetime just because they've been forged through nine foot night killers. Uh, absolutely. I mean, a lot, a lot of people. Okay. Oh, uh, Sterling's here. Well, a, lot of, a lot of people say, uh, you know, uh, you know, that friendship and all that kind of stuff uh, in basic training or in, in uh, certain operations or uh, going through an arduous course or such and such like that. I would go as far to say they're brothers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you know, you, you you enter you enter into that sort of like arena, and you end up getting forged into something. Absolutely. Hence the knife at Nike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it doesn't matter necessarily. I mean, when you're together, you can't help but that. That becomes a brotherhood that um, we're, you know, it's a, it's a, becomes a family. And I think we are very quickly becoming the same thing um, as a community. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no doubt that if you put people through something arduous together and, and you force it on them, um, then yeah, of course they're going to be, be pushed together. But if you think about it, we're all we were all volunteers anyway. Yeah. And uh, if you think yeah. if you look at like a functional fitness location, you know, so so the workout that they're doing that day, they don't get to decide. They don't get to have a vote in how it looks or how fast they have to, you know, do it. They do, but like the hard work is the fact that they showed up. And I think that we were volunteers and the hard work that we always did was, you know, show up, make sure you show up every day. And then, you know, you're, once you've showed up, the hard work's done because you're in the fire then. And once yeah. you're in the fire, you know, it's just a case of like, do whatever's prescribed. And when you come out the other side of it, you're going to be better than you were when you started. Um, and I think that's one of the things that um, I love about, the sort of functional uh, fitness locations that we're involved in is it doesn't matter which one of we show up to um, one of the team members shows up to, or, or we all go there together. When we show up, it's just like, wow, you know, look at this community of people that has just shown up here today. And that's yeah. it. Their, their hard work's done. It, then it's a case of like, shut up and suffer. Right. Yeah. Whatever's thrown at you, just you've, you force through it. You you know you come together as a team, and you at the end of it, on the back side of it, you'll come out as a better person. But doing it again the next day, but doing better than what you did the first day, is uh, I think that's that that comes down. That's the heart of like a knife at night killer. Always strive for better. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that what you said a minute ago about like going through uh, selections or going through processes. It's the same thing. If you are there every single day and you're recognized as one of those people who's there every day forging away, you know, you're, you know, you're saying to yourself, you know, when I'm made, you can put me in a box, but right now I'm just going to do what others won't today so I can be a better version of myself tomorrow and do what others can't. But the difference is the rest of your community sees you doing that and the rest yeah. of your community then becomes your family because they're like, you are going through a shared hardship with that community um, and that and that I think what you said about when we go through courses I think that can be applied to almost anything as long as you show up and you do it and it is a shared experience no you're absolutely 100% right there 100% right um, we, we were talking about like the, the experiences and all that so when you look at the uh, 
say, for instance, basic training. It would take that as just a course, but it could be any, anything. Uh, you're going in there, you're going to get fours, you're going to get sort of like uh, taken down. And that mindset is, is going to start to, to grow. And I think that's a that's a key point. I think I think I think you're gonna your mindset is gonna gonna change at that point from say uh, an active mindset to always a forward thinking mindset. Yeah. And then, and then as you go through life, it's just gonna get better and better and better. And every day he's gonna do better than that. And I think I, I think that sort of like falls into our category into knife at night killer and always sort of like. I think everybody says a lot about it, the pursuit of excellence. Um, yeah. You could, I could determine it that way, but I, I personally like to go day by day, you know, every day do something better. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. So what, uh, what do you think is your uh, worst habit? Uh, that is a good question. I think there's, there's many, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think any, anyone's anyone's perfect. It's probably uh, not being committed enough when you know when you're doing the uh, the gym work. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, think... Not necessarily not necessarily putting the effort in, but just being committed to uh, not the amount of work, but actually like the technique and make sure it's make sure it's uh, perfect every time. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like something I've been concentrating on lately. That's good, you see. So, like, train your weaknesses, get after your weaknesses. That's yeah. great. So that's that's the thing. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? To to turn around to somebody, and uh, I think that's something we're very good at um, because of our our backgrounds is uh, criticizing ourselves, but praising ourselves is the hard part. But the fact that you've like isolated the fact that it's a it's a poor habit that you sometimes have poor um, movement. And, yeah. you know, technique is the key, isn't it? You know, make oh, sure you move, yeah. make sure you move correctly first, and then and only then add like volume and load and stuff. But I think that comes back to all sorts of things. You think you put a weapon in someone's hand, uh, and they don't know how to use the weapon correctly, you know, or the processes to go through to use the weapon, then one, they're going to be dangerous, but two, they're not going to get the end result, whether that's in a competition. You know, if you look at the tactical games and those guys there, they're yeah. using functional fitness to like to put pile on the pressure that would be put onto you in a tactical situation. Absolutely. Um, and then they're employing their weapon systems. But yeah, great. They need to be in the gym every day and they need to be working on their uh, their movement patterns and making sure that that's correct. But also that moving with that weapon as well. It's a case of, you know, First things first is move safely with that weapon. And it's the same thing with your body. First things first, move your body safely. And then after that, you can start to add volume. And volume in as much as repetition, you think how many times we've been on the range and repeat and repeat and repeat, you know, yeah. because something's not right. Uh, and then and only then, you know, do you start adding the pressure of, you know, other things like movement, elevating your heart rate, moving targets, all those kind of things, wearing body armor, you know, firing from mixed positions, mixed terrain, adding other people into it. And we do all of those things before we deploy. But I think it's, it's incredibly important to realize that when you're done, you need to reset and have a look at those movement patterns and go back to the basics and the fundamentals. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think you need to sort of 
sort of re sort of, what would you, would you class it as retweak your technique uh, go go over with a sort of like a with a microscope and just make sure those those techniques are uh, suitable for whatever exercise or uh, operation you're doing and then once you've got that that sort of foundation from there then then the the, the speed and the uh, agility and then all the other stuff will come with that so yeah. i think i think as we know neil it's uh, going off the uh, sort of the crawl the walk and then the run aspect of things absolutely and i think those basic skills in any in any facet it doesn't matter um what you're doing whether you're an artist you know an infantryman uh you know a an athlete it doesn't matter those basic skills are going to be the hardest to master and you've got to you've got to double down on those you've got to come back around and realize that when you're operating at a high level it's fantastic to have that muscle memory whether it's you know um something you know in a presentation you know the way you flow and the way you present and all that that's your that's your skill that you've developed over time but they are your you know your basics they are what you've mastered the same with a weapon system in your hand you've mastered it. the same with a barbell in your hand you've mastered it so when somebody goes hey it's go time you know you don't fumble the weapon you don't stumble over your words in your presentation you don't yeah slip on the barbell you can you know you can go go at it harder because you've gone back around each time and gone okay these are the fundamentals and what's really interesting is when we speak to all these people you know we grow and we suddenly realize that some of our processes can be improved upon and then they become our new baseline basic skills that we have to come back around to and it's um you're never ever done you know you are reforged you're a new you know, put that sword back in the fire, melt it down, add some new, something new to it, make, build it again, and it will be stronger the next time you make it. So, you know, it's that analogy of, hey, just because, you know, you are your parents, your two pieces of metal melted down together and put into a fire doesn't mean that when you go through school, for example, that some another alloy can't be added. And when you go through university or you join the military, another alloy can't be added each time you're reforging that blade and it just gets sharper and stronger every single time you reforge it. And um, it's understanding that those basic skills are the absolute hardest to master, but they also are a moving um, feast. You know, there's always something new to be learned there. No, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely, absolutely correct. Um, I think it all starts at, as I said before, it all starts at the technique and then you're only going to get stronger, faster, quicker from there. And every day, every day you learn something. It's, it's, it's uh, always good. Yeah, yeah. So, what's happening with you now then? What's uh, what's your sort of, with, with, I'm staying sort of within the community of Nine Foot Nine Killers and stuff like that. What's your, how you see sort of your line um, going? The things that you're that we've been talking about and the things that you're really like fired up to see move forward. Uh, I'm really fired up with, uh, with the, currently with the coffee at the moment. The coffee is yeah. uh, fantastic coffee. Yeah. Uh, we've, uh, clearly we've spoken offline and we've spoken about potential uh, for a US company uh, doing a, a, uh, 
a version of uh, Solfeed. Yeah, absolutely. But we're we're looking into that. Um, um, some, uh, a large company and some not not so large companies. So we're looking into that for them to supply that. Yeah. Um, uh, with that, what's your key? What's your keys that you're looking for? What's the because obviously I know that I've had your brief for Solfeed, and obviously I've yeah. been out, and it was very you know, it was specific enough that it had that I could basically have the freedom. Um, so what I'd be interested to know is like, just give us an idea of what's the key elements for you when it came to uh, looking for that coffee. Because I mean, um, it's your think, baby at the end of the day, the coffee, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you've got. To have the, I mean, the, the taste is everything. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, what the what the uh, the company in the UK have done is is blended three things together and forged an amazing coffee. Um, the three different beans and three different uh, three different areas, and it was it's fantastic. That's that's it was really good coffee. What I'm looking for uh, when when we go we ask the company in the states is maybe more of a morning coffee, like uh, something to ignite you in the morning. Right. So you just go out. Go out and own the morning, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Or the day. Yeah. Um, win the morning, win the day. Yeah. Win the Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. You own the morning. First impressions count. Yeah. Go and own it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, more of a morning coffee, like a, a go-to, um, maybe, you know, a couple of cups, or maybe, but not like a, you can drink it all day. This is like a, it's like an, it's going to fuel you. Right. This is going to, you are going to feed off this coffee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, not the kind of stuff. The kind of stuff that's going to be making you shake if you're taking it at three o'clock in the afternoon is probably not a good idea. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're still. Yeah. You know, it's still in the. Uh, what would you call it? Development stage. We're we're looking at like three or four different options. So, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll more to follow on that one. Okay. Cool. So, what else? What else are you look? You thinking's. Uh, like big, uh, big milestones coming along for you. Big milestones. Clearly, the Gal, the Gal Nine. Um, yeah, is, that thing's incredible. It's an epic, epic bit of equipment. I know. Uh, I just can't get over how, like, well, obviously, the way that uh, Ginger Body Fitness with and Cider, like, uh, the way he's developed the the protocols with it, it's fantastic. But like the results for some of the fighters. Uh, the UK sort of like high-end MMA fighters, they just, yeah. they're lapping it up. And uh, again, some of our athletes, um, yeah, I think it's incredible. And the price yeah, that we managed to get it at, I just can't get over it. Yeah, it's pretty special, that. Um, yeah, I mean, you see you see most top athletes and most professional sportsmen, uh, like high-end guys uh, and ladies, uh, using, um, not necessarily Gal 9, but uh, similar thing but uh, we'd highly recommend they use gal nine now yeah absolutely and and, then, and obviously we we just want people to move the needle and you know if they've got a product similar to it or they've gone out and they've spent some money and they've already got something then that's fantastic yeah. uh, but for the people who don't obviously there's an option there to you know support your own community um, as well as finding something that's going to massively move the needle for you and obviously we spoke to some physiotherapists both stateside and in the UK, and they're looking to bring them into their practices uh, and how they do their work. So that's obviously really exciting that, that, that it's being acknowledged by those guys that it's something um, worthwhile using. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'll speak to you offline, but I've got a couple of more ideas uh, with that. 
um, with reference Perfect. to you know, maybe maybe use the sponsor like Headley Court or something for veterans. Oh mate, that's with, a fantastic uh, idea. Yeah, with Gal Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. That's really cool. And maybe you know um, the uh, Navy Seal Foundation, which you know where Nine FNK the was uh, was first looked at. Um, yeah. Absolutely, and I think uh, obviously and all our, our friends over in the stateside with their uh, with their sort of like uh, equivalent of Help the Heroes. I'm not going to or Headley Court or the the VAs or things like that. Absolutely, I think I, I mean that's an incredible idea, and I think we should definitely uh, we should definitely chase that one down. I mean, our, our contacts over um, with um, the foundation over there, the Navy Seal Foundation and stuff like that. You know, the inroads with them is fantastic. And I know that uh, Sean's looking at uh, guys with um, uh, with PTSD and, and, and the, the support that we can provide to them and obviously combat stress in the UK. So, like, I think that the, the, the great thing is, obviously, we're dealing with the mind uh, already. And I think what you've said about the body, um, yeah, let's chase that down. Let's uh, Let's talk about that some more. Uh, another time about how we can because we're doing a lot to support like people like the mind and the uh, people with um, you know post-traumatic stress from um, from combat and things like that but the body works off now that we've got the gal now I think that's an interesting um, facet to look into yeah especially been people been injured in say uh, Iraq or Afghanistan through IED have have lost limbs or or uh, or, or something Uh, that would probably help with uh, because uh, they'll clearly be compensating, so that probably help yeah. with uh, with their recovery. Well, it's interesting because my mother's uh, actually she bought one. Uh, she's got uh, multiple sclerosis, and she has uh, a lack of um, blood flow and movement. She gets very stiff and stuff like that. And, and and this is what's interesting about it not just being for like top athletes. It should be for coaches. It should be be for physiotherapists. It should be for you know, everybody that's trying to move the needle. And, and with my mom, she uses it to, like, stimulate blood flow. She uses it to, um, you know, back off those really stiff muscles. And, yeah. you know, my mom's, like, what, in her 60s and stuff like that, and she's got heavy MS and stuff. But, like, every day, she, like, gets out her gown, gown eye, and she, like, basically puts it all over all her stiff muscles, stimulates her blood flow. She goes and sits out on her decking and gets on her, like, little... um turbo trainer bike like what bike and like cranks out like some time on the bike just to push some blood through a system and you think i look at her and i think like that stuff is inspirational uh when you see people that have got diseases like that that are still looking at everything they can to move that needle forward to, to keep going so yeah it's impressive stuff that is that's really that is impressive i've not even uh i've literally just i thought about that as, as we were talking about it and it's it, the the possibilities are endless yeah endless with that yeah wow yeah exactly i think it's fantastic i think we should uh, we should definitely go into into looking into that and uh yeah so we're getting um a stock of um what we'd say crossfit slash fighting or functional fitness uh shorts arriving here at the end of um the week uh, arriving in and obviously we've done a, a load of work on making sure that they're um you know not too different not too dissimilar to what people are used to but you know we've had a lot of feedback on you know they need to be flexible here got to have a pocket on this way don't want it to annoy me like this want them to be tied by string as well as secured in you know 
other fashions and this, that and the other. So uh, exciting to see them coming in at the end of the week and being able to get them live on the website. I'm sure you guys out there in uh, the Middle East will be excited for us to stick a box of them in for you guys out there. Yes, they'll come in handy. I'm not, not too sure about the guys in England. Uh, however, we'll be wearing them outside, so most definitely. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, luckily we're rolling into leggings time. Obviously, we've got those leggings, um, those unisex leggings in, and uh, I've already got mine on over here. We are fully uh, into Wharton here in the UK, and I am I'm shorts and leggings guy at the moment, yeah, for sure. No, most, def- most definitely. Yeah. yeah. What about those leggings? The... Uh... I mean, Sean had that amazing photo shoot uh, over in the States. Yes. And the guy, the guys and ladies that were using the uh, the leggings said uh, they're probably, they, they were fantastic leggings. They're the best leggings that, that they've actually sort of used within their CrossFit's uh, career, would you call it? Um, yeah. Because um, they're durable and they breathe well as well. So, which is, you know, best of both worlds. You don't want, a really thin pair that's going to get ripped as you're, as you're jerking or anything like that. So No, they're, like, they're seriously robust. And again, it took us about, you know, four to four or so months of developing those leggings back and forth, back and forth, make sure we've got the right material, making sure the seams were in the right place. And it's like everything with 9FNK, it's, it's not about the apparel, it's not about the coffee, it's not about the massage gun, it's about moving that needle forwards. And I think that, Sometimes t- things take us a little bit longer to do them because we want it done right. It, it'd be easy to push out a set of leggings, but not the set of leggings that we would be happy with. And every time uh, someone buys a set of those leggings, uh, the instant response is, oh my goodness, these are amazing. Like, I, you know, these are the best leggings. These are my favorite leggings. I can't wait for them to come back out of the wash. Um, and I can't, I mean, I agree. I like, I, I, I wear everything. I wear our T-shirts. And again, the bio wick on those things, the design of them and the the material that we got specifically designed to pull the sweat off of your body so your T-shirt doesn't hold to your skin and it feels like a second skin on your body. Uh, I wear that every single day. I'm sure, Jamie, you train in it as well. Every day, Uh, yeah. uh, The shorts, me and you have like tore apart many a pair of shorts to try and get the ones that we have today. The leggings... I, you know, I can't go. I can't go on about them enough. I wear them all the time. Um, such positive feedback, and the coffee, mate. I mean, I love that coffee. Um, get, I have it every day. Um, I know you. Say, they say don't take from your own stash, but mate, I'm on. I'm basically on a subscription. Comes through the door here. I mean, and I get it all the time. So we've got sunglasses back in um, as well. Um, where you know they're a, a one-off stock, about fifty sets of sunglasses. Looking to uh, push them out to the community, make sure the guys who are going downrange have a, have sets of them, um, as well as you know the guys who are like uh, driving around in in the UK and over in the states. So yeah, like I mean, lots of good things going on. Uh, yeah, tanks for women, tees for guys and women, um, and all uh, sports bras and all that sort of stuff coming in. So, I mean. That stuff there is great, but it's the community stuff that's important, right? The stuff that we were talking about, uh, pushing things uh, out to the right people, to the right pieces of the community. Exactly, mate. It's just moving that needle every single day. Just keep moving it. doesn't matter how much, as long as it's moving on the positive side. Yeah. And what's really interesting is um, Mike, uh, he's, he's developing courses and stuff in, 
in body work, in um, myofascial release, in kinetic taping, um, and things like that. And, and those protocols were, you know, they'll go up on YouTube. There'll be small, you know, little tutorials on how to use the gal nine, uh, how to utilize our tape that we've uh, we're, we're bringing into line as well to work with that, and some of the body work tools that we're going to be bringing in because, you know, that's a big thing. You know, that's a big thing for us uh, to go alongside the gal nine is to have the whole the whole package on top of that he's going to run um um some courses you know longer courses for coaches and bodywork experts massage therapists sports massage therapists and physiotherapists to be able to come along uh, and, and feed off of his experience so that, that when they are using those tools that they're in a good place uh, interestingly enough we're also going to do um an olympic weightlifting um seminar um, and we're going to start pushing that out to multiple different locations uh, and the first one of those is running in December. So that's all stuff to look forward to on the website. Um, and if you want to get, if you do live down south in like where from where Jamie's from um, in uh, Norfolk area, around that area, around uh, Barry St. Edmunds, that way you can get onto Ginger Body Fitness uh, and spend some time with Mike. Uh, he does one-on-one -on -one sessions as well as some uh, group stuff. So I know that uh, he's, obviously massively pushing that side of it. All right, Jamie. So from my point of view, mate, uh, obviously me and you from this, just from this conversation have come up with more stuff that we need to look into, um, which is good. So let's, uh, move with the needle. Yeah, definitely mate. Keep moving the needle. Uh, and I'm glad that's all come up. And I think that, um, that's all I've got for, for you. You've not got anything else for me. No, I'm, uh, that's uh, me complete. All right, dude. Well, it's good to talk to you. I'm going to go uh, hang out with my kids for a bit and then uh, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you, reference the other stuff, reference the bodywork stuff. No worries. It's, uh, been, it's been good. All right, dude. Chat to you soon. All right, man. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. All our podcasts sit on the Nine Foot Night Killer Collective, Soul Feed, Forge Not Made and the JTAP Podcast. Take some time, maybe listen to one of the other podcast series that you're not listening to and give us your feedback. All these things only happen because of the Nine Foot Night Killer community and we really appreciate them. Thank you everybody for listening.